You know, it is fascinating sitting as a bystander and watching everything develop in Washington, D.C. about Facebook. I mean, I've never I haven't seen bipartisan consensus in a long time, but everybody seems to hate them. And and Mark Zuckerberg in particular, the sense is there are probably going to be some changes. And they become a major effort that whole social media has in marketing and creating opinions and branding and that sort of thing. Maybe it's got to go back the way it was. Tracy Locke's been around uh, Dallas for over 100 years. These are the people that brought you Elsie the Cow and I don't know what they'd call it, probably the Ice House if they hadn't dreamed up the name 7-Eleven. And if your father still says he wears slacks, that's because of what uh, Tracy Locke brought you. Michael Lovegrove is the CEO and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm impressed with your Tracy Locke knowledge, by the way. Well, that's uh, it's, the value of being 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it really is. It's fascinating to watch a company like this just sort of create, you know, an image and a brand and, and nudge public opinion. And and I and I read as a kid, I read uh, The Power of, you know, I mean, uh, Hidden Persuaders yep. the, and uh, by Vance Packard. And, and it never seemed to ring true until I saw what Facebook seems to be doing. Some of that's really sort of insidious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm following it like you. And I think, you know, there's probably a, a some of that that you, you kind of saw coming. And, you know, as a marketer, using it as a media vehicle, right? And, and I think the cookie-less future and making pe- making sure people's privacy is really accounted for. And I think that's always been a good kind of marketing staple, but, you know, I think the beauty of, of marketing is there's a lot of different media vehicles to communicate in. Right. And one of the things about us is, and in your, your vast knowledge of Tracy Locke is it's pivoted a lot in its history, right? It started as an ad agency. Um, it went and, you know, jumped on the promotional boom. It jumped on the customer marketing boom. It dumped on the shopper marketing boom. And so we've got a lot of history in many different verticals of marketing. We have, we have a media practice. We have a food service practice. And so we're able to connect all those dots. I think where we are now, too, on just looking at commerce, right, and, you know, Facebook as a channel to, to have commerce take place in, as, as well as many others, Um we're a commerce agency. And when we look at our history, and I'm, I'm so impressed that you know all that, which is Shelly Tracy, which is a, a merchant, a grocery store owner, and Raymond Locke, a marketer, felt like they can do marketing better than everyone else if they put those two brains together and had marketing focus on the end game of conversion and getting people to buy into a brand and buy a product. And over our history, we still look at it the same way. And so while commerce agency is kind of new vernacular, we've been saying we're like the OG commerce agency, the original commerce agency, because those two individuals came together with those perspectives to create what is the blueprint now, I think, for an agency like ours. Well, and the, and, the, and the latest adaptation has had to be to social media because, I mean, people were addicted to social media and it became a great delivery device for influence, for, you know, branding. And, and but, but it, for a while, I think everybody thought it was going to be the only way to communicate and to, to brand and to market. And that's not true, is it? No. Please no, tell me I, no. <laughs> well, we we work in we have customers um, that we work in service of our brands for. So Walmart is a customer. Amazon is a customer. Uh, Kroger, uh, many different grocery stores, club. Those are all customers. So I think what we talk about now is omnichannel, right, which is the many different media channels in which you link up a path to purchase 
to get your message out at the right place in the right time and context. Social media is just what's the context in which you're communicating in and then what's the message and you customize around that. Well, so many but, different but, but like I say, some people are using rifle shots. I, we, we went out, we still don't go out to many restaurants, but we went out to a great new restaurant a couple of three weeks ago. I said, my gosh, I had no idea you guys were here. This food's wonderful. Why haven't I heard about it? They said, well, it's been all over Instagram. I said, well, I don't do Instagram. I said, that's the only way you market? Oh, yes. And our specials are on there in the menu and everything else. I said, well, I'm just going to be ignorant of this because that's not <laughs> the way I. You, you've got to use different platforms, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a media platform to reach the right audience at the right time. That's, that's exactly right. And again, it's an ecosystem of media platforms. And that's one of them. Well, you all are a worldwide organization. I mean, with. You know, your parent, uh, who was at Omnicom and DDB and everything else. So is this, are we all moving in tandem right now around the world? I'm sure you talk to your colleagues around the world, but but in, in, in getting a message across, is it the same universally? Do you use the same techniques? No. Uh, yes and no. I think understanding a market and local relevance is becoming more paramount than ever, right? I think... I think marketing had a one size fits all mentality forever. Right. And then maybe there were nuances by market, but as we understand markets more than ever, we use information better than ever. We can localize um, a brand idea to that market. So what was like, Hey, it's the same as here as it is there doesn't really exist anymore. You could do local market activations that really speak to people on a more intimate level that make them have a better relationship with the brand and then ultimately engage and purchase products. And, um, understanding local nuance and developing against that is something that's really important to us. We have local business practice in the U.S., and then we also have local markets around the world. You used to do a lot of sports marketing. Are you still? We still do. Really? We still do. Yeah, yeah. For on behalf of our clients, a lot of NFL partnerships, MLB partnerships. Um, which I actually started my roots on the sports marketing team at Tracy Lock. Yeah, there's still a lot of sports marketing. Do you wish you'd had uh, legalized gambling and <laughs> back then? Because now that's something that's really changed yeah. the, the whole arena of sports and yeah, sports yeah. marketing. It, it's coming. I mean, and it's it's just w who's going to be kind of the bravest one to jump in and create a program that feels you know authentic, but at the same time aligns with the brand values. All right, so I'm not going to lose you anytime soon, am I? I noticed you just brought in a new U.S. president, uh, Tina McInnes. What? What? Tell me about her. Yeah, so so Tina is a is a somebody I've actually Tracy Locke has admired for a while. So she started a company um, as part of FCB called FCB Red, which is a similar company to, style to Tracy Locke as a commerce creative commerce aspect to it. And you know we've we've uh, you know seen each other at award shows and things like that. And, you know, we were lucky enough that she was ready to take the next step in her career and come in and be partners with me. And she's a great balance to me. I think I'm, I'm a kind of creative business person and she's more of a business strategy person. So the two of our brains are really complementary on carving the future for us. So I don't know how you want to go out on the limb or if you have an opinion, but is there a sense that they're going to be some, we're going to see some changes out of this, this whole inquiry around Facebook. I mean, there really seems to be some sort of a consensus, maybe whether it's, you know, how they can harvest information or, or maybe, maybe a split up. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, 100%, I think 
because the tech, the big tech inquiries have been going on for a while now, right? And I think now it's just another iteration of that. And I think we're going to see some some change, right? And privacy will take a, a, a center stage more or less versus before it was like, yeah, this is a media vehicle and nobody knows what's happening. I think you could see what's happening with Apple and they're being really transparent about how yeah. and what they do with your information. And they, they kind of set the stage. And I think it's going to be about who follows and how fast we follow and go from there. Well, keep on adapting. Is it 108 years early? 108. Good job, David. It's unbelievable. <laughs> 1913. Not many brands stay around that long. You've got good marketing people. That's what it is. Well, I think, you know, to build on that though, it's, it's one of the, the privileges, right. Of, of being part of a company that long, but there's also the pressure to it, right? How do you make sure that you're really staying relevant and bringing in the next generation of talent that's going to ultimately shape the future of the organization. And, um, you know, be, I always say being a hundred years old is, is, is awesome, but it's also scary. You know what I mean? And you got to make sure that you're meeting the moment and being the next one to pivot the organization and build what the future is going to be. Well, you got a, a lot of great clients, PepsiCo and, Pizza Hut forever, Dollar General, that's a lot. Michael Lovegrove, the CEO of Tracy Locks. Fun visiting with you today. Thank you for the time. Thanks for having me, David. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Lovegrove. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.